Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host here, Dallas Montague, and it's amazing to be back here in the studio again today with an amazing guest, Grace Zuzo. Grace, how are you today? It's so great to have you. Yes, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Grace, where are you calling from today? From New Jersey and Somerset. Okay, New Jersey. And we talked a little bit before the interview today, and you said that you speak about 10 languages. So Grace, where are you from originally? I am from South Africa. For our listeners, can you say some of those languages that you speak? Well, officially I speak English, Africans, my own language, Swana, Sesotho, Sepedi, Zulu, Kosa, and I understand very well Sangan, Venda, and Swazi. Those three I cannot really speak, but I can communicate. When you speak in those languages, I can answer you back. That is so incredible. I wanted to share that with our listeners because I've met people who speak three languages, four languages, but that many, that's impressive, Grace. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> impressed. Yep, yep. And Today we're here to talk about your book, Why Pastor's Kid Refused to Go to Church. And so I'm really interested in this story because you mentioned before the podcast that you are a pastor's child and this has been a testimony in your life. And so I'm really interested to hear about this. Can we take the first five to ten minutes and just hear some background in your life and then we can go into the book deeper? Well, I'm a pastor's kid born in a Christian home because of that. I never had an experience of meeting Jesus one day. I just met the truth one day. At my father's church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, they always started services by reading the Ten Commandments, one by one. Hmm. After every commandment, the congregation would sing, God help us keep this commandment. In so doing, All commandments were special. When I was nine years old in grade three, my English teacher taught us the days of the week, starting with Sunday is the first day of the week, up to Saturday is the seventh day of the week. That one did not sit well with me because Mm -hmm. my father taught every Sunday at his church that we needed to keep the seventh day holy, meaning Sunday, of course. After school on that day, I did not waste any time. I ran home to ask my mother if it were true that Saturday was the seventh day. My mother confirmed that our teacher was right. Saturday was the seventh day of the week. She then told me that the, 
she actually kept Sabbath holy and rested on that day. That's why mm-hmm. she never did heavy clean up duties or laundry on Saturdays, explaining why she visited the ladies of their church on Saturdays. She confused me even more. Wow. I can imagine the confusion of a child learning that in the church from your father and then having your teacher and your mother say something completely different. Yes. Hmm. How did you experience that moving forward? In my case, after the conviction, my life changed overnight. I refused to go to my parents' church on Sundays, and because of that, I embarrassed my parents, who were the pastors Mm. of the church I was rejecting. In the meantime, I personally built a strong but private relationship with God. The experience made me respect my dad more because he agreed that I needed to obey God rather than him. Wow. And so I'm really glad to hear that you continued your faith in your walk with the Lord because I could see this going another direction where you had that confusion with your parents and the church and your school, and then you just walked away from God. And so I'm glad that that didn't happen in your life. Yes. And so having that encounter, uh, experiencing God on your own time, what happened after that? Well, after meeting the people I had a conviction to worship with, I became happier and more devoted to Christianity. I'm still a Christian because God chose a very long path filled with miracle after miracle before I met the people he was directing me to. People who kept Saturday as the Sabbath day. God communicated with me in a way that he became real to me. I don't think I would ever leave him. After I met the people who worshipped on the correct Sabbath day, I became happier and more determined to use different methods to evangelize, always fearing that there might be a young girl somewhere with the same conviction as mine, who was probably not Mm -hmm. getting the same support I got from my parents. Yeah. And so moving forward, how did your parents, did you guys have restoration in that area or what did that look like after? No, my parents just loved me for, they liked the Christian in me. So there was no issues. They respected me being, you know, being taking my conviction seriously. Mm-hmm. Definitely at that such, at such a young age, taking your conviction seriously. Because I think a lot of people at that age aren't concerned with those types of things. Yes, but if you belong to a church where they read the commandments every mm-hmm. Sunday, and after every commandment you sing a song asking God to help you keep that commandment, God will answer that part of the prayer. Wow. Okay. And so that's a little bit of your backstory. Thank you, Grace, for sharing a little bit of that. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. What should have been one of the happiest times in Marcus's life quickly turned into one of the most difficult and trying times. Moving into a new house and having a new baby should have been one of the moments of celebration. But Marcus quickly learned what should have been his promised land was the beginning of his wilderness journey. Life lessons from No Race Drive will inspire, motivate, and draw you closer to God and strengthen your faith. Marcus takes his experiences and breaks them down into 10 life lessons that will help shape your life. Find your copy on Amazon today. 
The Power of the Superdog is a fun and exciting hip-hop rhyming book created to help you bond with your child while helping you love and accept the people of all walks of life. Little Bella is visually impaired. She has to see with her heart. God loves her so much that he sent her a dog named Power who helps transform her life and make her heart smile. But that's not it. Power the Superdog is a hip-hop dog who can rap. So jump in. Rap the book with your child. Kids love music and words that rhyme. Reread the book until your kids can rhyme the song with a beat just like a hip-hop song. Find your copy on Amazon today. And so that led you into sharing your testimony in a book called Why Pastor's Kid Refused to Go to Church. Yes. Because, there, like you said, there may be other people out there with the same convictions mm-hmm. that you want to reach out to mm-hmm. and other people who will read this book as well. So what do you hope to communicate to our audience and to our listeners today about this book? Actually, why I even wrote the book, I felt like I owed my father's congregation you know, a reason why I was rejecting their church. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm a pastor's kid who refused to go to church, and I think they really needed to know why I was embarrassing my parents that much, because I always thought I was embarrassing my parents. And communicating is that, as I said, I wrote a book to communicate to the people who knew me then why I refused to go to church. Also communicating the importance of keeping God's commandments without Mm -hmm. changing them. I knew that many people did not know that Saturday was God's Sabbath day. I used writing a book to communicate that. And I think it's amazing when people can walk out Scripture as well, because it's one thing, like we say, to hear the Word, but it's another thing to do the Word. Yes. And I think it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing and what you're trying to communicate as well. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so this is a children's book, and we have our main character. You pronounced it for me, but I'm probably going to say it incorrect. What's the main character's name? It is Chuaro. Chuaro is a Tswana name, meaning grace. Which is your name. It's amazing. Which is my name. And so this is a children's book written for children, written for parents to read to their children as well. Can you tell us a little bit more? What are some of the trials that this character faces in this book? Uh, The character actually... The main problem was to find these people who worship on the Sabbath. And uh, struggling throughout from when she was nine, she only found those people when she was going to high school. That was a major struggle. Each time somebody told me where to find them, I would be told that, Jews go to church on Saturday, but Grace, you know, you cannot go to church with them. This is South Africa. You are black and you're not allowed to worship with them. And uh, funny enough, I always had a lot of friends, but I didn't even have a single friend who worshipped on Saturday. So I knew nothing about finding these people. Hmm. And I'm sure that was a challenge. Yes, and again, if you don't go to church, you don't get, you are not fed spiritually. <laughs> mm-hmm. While I we need to be to fed, to, yes. Yes. Yeah. So while I refused to go to church, it was also, also to my disadvantage. That's why I say I kept a very private relationship with the Lord. 
because I wasn't going to church openly, you know, to say, Lord, I love you in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And how long did that period last? It lasted from when I was nine to maybe when I was 16. And uh, how it actually came to an end. Uh, one day, my I realized that I needed to be where I can worship. So I decided to go to a boarding school. And in my thoughts is that in a boarding school, they will force you to go to church. But at the same time, I had given up meeting people who worship on Saturday, Sabbath. So my parents allowed me to go to a school, Wilberforce, it's a boarding school. And incidentally, that school belonged to their church, the AME church. But a miracle happened. It was the New Year's Eve at night. My father woke us up and took us to the church building, which was also in the yard, of course, because he's a pastor, and told us to pray at 12 o'clock midnight. And he said, today, pray for something you want the most. And please don't pray for two things. Just pray for one thing. And I promise God is going to answer your prayers. So it was between myself, my mom, and my other siblings. Mm-hmm. I chose to pray to be led to a boarding school where I can keep God's commandments. Funny enough, I'm asking for a boarding school when I never even met people who go to the church. But miraculously, on that very week, a friend's friend, I know the girl only because she's my friend's friend. Sometimes we would meet her after school. She came to visit my home for the first time in her life. And then she told me she was going to the Indian market to buy her school uniform. And she asked me to accompany her to go to the market. I was busy doing something. Another miracle, my mother allowed me to go with her to the stores <laughs> and stop mm-hmm. doing my laundry. And anyway, that is one a miracle. Day, <laughs> it is a miracle. On the way, the girl told me she was going to change schools. She was already in a boarding school, but she was going to go to another boarding school that is in the trans guy. And I said, in the trans guy, will you be able to learn so too because we speak so too? And she said, yes, they have a social class, even though people there speak closer. And then I said, I want to go with you. I came home and I told my parents that I'm changing my mind. I don't want to go to, the, to their church school anymore, Wilberforce. I want to go with this new friend who they didn't even know to mm-hmm. her school in the Transkai. The Transkai How did is, that conversation go? <laughs> yes. The Transkai... To go to the Transkai is three days journey on the train. My mother just said, Grace, you have always been crazy. If that's what you want to go, I know the second side of me not attending church. So when we arrived at the school, we arrived on a Tuesday. There were nobody in the dormitories because they were at worship. And that made me very happy. And the matron explained to me that on Saturday, on Friday evening, we go to church to open the Sabbath, and Saturday's whole day we're in church. I know I'm getting emotional again. I was so happy that God is going to answer prayer. It's amazing. 
Amazing testimony. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that's how my journey started. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. I'm glad your parents allowed you to go too and didn't just hold you and, yes. and make you submit to their yes. their church and their yes. school there. Yes. Wow. My father told me, Grace, you have to obey God rather than men. And he said, I'm only man and I'm not going to force you to obey me. What you say is you are obeying God and I respect you for that. And I always love my father for doing that for me. And do your parents still live there in South Africa? No, they passed away, mm-hmm. both of them. Do you have family in South Africa still? Yes, I do. I do. I have my siblings there and my nieces, my uncles. Yes, we still have a big family mm-hmm. there. And what led you to the U.S., if you don't mind me asking? My husband had a scholarship to come and study his MBA here. So that's how we came. Very cool. And after he finished his MBA, I got a scholarship with the United Nations. After I finished school, the United Nations employed me. So we stayed here because of things progressing on our side to be here. Well, God bless you, Grace. Thank you so much for your story and your testimony here. Amen. Amen. What's the biggest thing that you want our listeners to take away from your time here? I just think the biggest thing is just to, they must take the commandments seriously. Each and every one of them is important. Because if you break one commandment, you broke mm-hmm. all of them. And I respect my father's church for helping us do that because they read the commandments one by one. And we paused after every commandment and sang a song that says, Lord, please help us keep this commandment. So sometimes, like for instance, in my case, I can say I found that I go to church on the Sabbath. But if I hate somebody, I broke all the commandments. If I steal something, I broke all the commandments. So we just need to try to keep all the Ten Commandments. They are all special. They are all holy. I think the biggest thing I'm going to take away from our time here today is your father's words, obey God rather than obey man. That's a huge thing to remember. Because even today, we can fear man. We can fear what they think. We can fear what they say. We can, if it's your boss, whoever. But it's a great reminder to remember, hey, we need to do what God says above all else. Wow. Well, again, Grace, thank you so much for your time here today. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Yes. Our generous loving Lord, I thank you so much for this privilege of repeating my story. You know, this is the most important story I can ever share with anybody. And I know I never get opportunities to really talk about it. So thank you so much for this opportunity. For everybody listening today, dear Jesus, please let them also go through the commandments and assess which one they could be breaking and fix whatever they're breaking. Because we know if we break one, we break them all. We want to be with you in your kingdom one day, Jesus. Please be with us. In the most dear name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm asking you. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.